Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. I should begin this podcast by telling you that I love the university and college setting. I love being on the campuses of colleges and universities. I love meeting with the students. I love long discussions with the faculty. I debate sometimes on college campuses. I lecture. I, I teach guest lecture. I'm adjunct, adjunct faculty at a couple of schools. And I really, really love that context. It's not just sort of the you know sentimentality of the ivy-covered brick buildings and all of that kind of thing, football games in the fall. You know, although I love all of that, I love a location that is given to learning. I love uh, the pursuit of knowledge. I love the encouragement of the next generation. I love all of that. But, But as much as I love all of that, I have to tell you that the trends on American colleges and university campuses Uh, when it comes to what is being encouraged, what culture is being encouraged, uh, are really tragic and disconcerting. Uh, I um, read an article this morning. I'm in Washington, D.C. as I record this, and I read an article this morning in the Washington Post. Of course, you don't have to live in Washington to read the Washington Post. I just happened to pick it up because I'm here. And it said that around the world, The number of anti-Semitic incidents of violence and people being abused, of Jews being abused, it's dropping worldwide. It's less than it's been in decades. The one place it's rising is on American university campuses. 45% increase, they report, of anti-Semitic incidents on American university campuses. What does that say about the culture being developed on those campuses? Let me go on with some more statistics. Uh, You may have heard that the founder of the BDS movement, the BDS movement uh, is a movement to uh, boycott, divest, and sanction Israel uh, for its interactions with uh, the Palestinians regarding the occupied territories and what have you, Um, that the founder of that movement was given an award at Yale. Uh, This is a man named Bargudi, and as much as sympathy as I might have for the Palestinian cause, the fact is that this man um, is not only a tax evader in Israel, uh, but he's also been complicit in the deaths of some people. It's not the kind of man who should be honored at a university, even though, of course, we can agree and disagree about uh, Israel's conduct and how we ought to respond to it. Uh, You've already heard me report many times in my podcast, Oriented Towards Men, that 20% of the women on university and college uh, campuses in America are sexually abused. 20% of the women on American university and college campuses are sexually abused in some form. I ask again, what is being encouraged on these campuses. And and this is not just someone like me who's a Christian, you know, coming to the university campus with a, with a moral grip. Would you, would you take this perspective from uh, Seinfeld? Seinfeld, one of the great comedians of our age, he says he won't speak on college and university campuses anymore because the students there are so prissy, are so easily offended, uh, are report comedy as abuse so often after Seinfeld's shows uh, that, that he finds it actually insulting. He used the word insulting, insulting to actually appear on these campuses. Will not appear 
and this is a comedian, by the way, who's who's really perfect for that age in terms of the culture and what they find funny. But he won't appear anymore because he's been turned in for abuse. He's been reported. Students have protested because of the comedy and the humor that he uses. I'm sure it has to do with race and gender and ethnicity and so on, which is the stuff of a lot of comedy. I'm certainly not defending Seinfeld's comedy. It may be offensive, but that's the risk you take in a free society. And then you may have heard recently that Berkeley um, has decided not to have Ann Coulter speak. Now, I'm not claiming to be some big fan of Ann Coulter's. I know her, uh, and she has some good things to say, and she has some troubling things to say. But a university environment is where you hear controversy. It's where you're supposed to confront um, information you've never heard before. It's where you're supposed to learn to digest and reason with uh, people you disagree with. Why would you why would you not invite somebody who's controversial at a major university where the discussion of ideas and the consideration of worldviews and the clash of of uh, intellectual perspectives is exactly what the university is made for? I want to I want to raise a serious concern about what's happening on most college and university campuses. Uh, I I know that there are some wonderful universities out there. I know that there are some great presidents, great faculties, great student bodies. I'm certainly not saying that this is what's going on nationwide, but but I'm a guy who reads a lot of information about what the trends are in universities, what's being taught, what are they teaching in the history class, what are they teaching in psychology, what research is being encouraged, what perspective is being encouraged. And I have to tell you that I'm deeply concerned. And by the way, not just concerned as a Christian. I realize that some of you who listen will say, well, that's Mansfield. He's a Christian. Obviously, he's not going to like, you know, what they're teaching in the sex ed class. Obviously, he's not going to like, you know, what the psychologist may be teaching or what they're teaching about evolution. Well, let's lay that aside for the moment. Uh, Let's just talk about uh, what's being encouraged in general. Uh, Let's talk about what these universities uh, are encouraging in general. The statistics show that the actual intellectual production of our colleges and universities is dropping. We're actually falling behind at the university level. Now, this is less true in the specialized universities, the MITs and the the technical schools and places like that. Um, But for the most part, um, we're seeing the intellectual product drop while we're seeing what might be described as the radicalization uh, of the university campus, of the average student. Um, We've known for years that students tend to go to universities and go to colleges and lose the values that their parents taught them because the faculty uh, essentially battles against traditional values of whatever kind, and I'm not just speaking of Christian. But it's pretty stunning to see what happens, especially when you consider the history of the university. Originally, universities, the very name means um, a view of a variety of things from a common perspective, from one core perspective. Of course, given that the university arose during the Middle Ages, that one perspective was Christian. So the idea was you see the world, you approach all of the different fields of knowledge, from a core Christian perspective. And therefore, you go into the sciences, you go into psychology, you go into theology, you go into uh, history and what have you. You go into all of those areas, uh, and you, but you do it from certain core assumptions. And, and the, one of the things that was most emphasized in these universities in the traditional sense were the liberal arts. The word liberal uh, really comes from the core word, which means freedom. So these were the arts that meant freedom. These were the arts that had to do with philosophy, religion 
religion, literature, uh, the great arts of mankind that resulted in freedom, that, that made men's souls free, that, ca- that painted visions of the noble society, uh, that called men to arise above their lesser selves. Well, it seems that the opposite is happening now. It seems that on the university campus uh, that we have a lot being encouraged that is contrary to freedom. Uh, It is contrary to the elevation of the human soul and the human mind. Uh, It is contrary to what is best for society. And by the way, let me put my Christian hat back on. Uh, If you are a Christian, if you are a conservative Christian on the American University campus, uh, you are almost targeted. Uh, I, you know, I live in, in both Nashville and Washington, D.C., as most of you know. Vanderbilt University in Nashville banned all Christian ministries from its campus. Why? Uh, because a, you could not, for example, let's say in the chapter of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, athletes, you could not be belong to the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and expect to be in charge of it, expect to be in its uh, highest student position and be gay, for example, because, of course, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes comes from a conservative Christian perspective and wouldn't allow its leader to be gay uh, or, or wouldn't allow its leader to be transgender. Well, in the thinking of Vanderbilt University, that's the measure of whether there can be a student organization or not. You have to be able to be willing to allow any person of any kind to take the lead of that organization in a, in a proper election, of course, or appointment process. Uh, otherwise, the organization can't be on campus. So most of the, um, all of the Christian organizations at Vanderbilt University were banned from the campus. So were some Jewish and Islamic organizations. They weren't banned from impacting students, but they couldn't locate on the campus. This is the kind of thing that's happening. We already know, of course, that there, you know, there are professors that sit in class and try to undo a Christian understanding of the world. That's expected. That's fine. I, I don't mind that because that's what a university is for. It's for that kind of intellectual combat. But when you have the, uh, the legal removal of Christian influence from a campus, by the way, a, a, Christian uni- a university that has a Christian heritage and a Christian mooring and a Christian purpose, um, at least in its original purpose, and that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying about Vanderbilt University, well, then you, you really are in, in danger. You, you really are going counter to the studies that set men free. The question I want to raise then is what is happening on our university campuses? And there's another thing that concerns me too, and it's one a matter that I've raised before when it comes to the internet, it comes to the way that especially some of the young think. I have lots of conversation with young students. I love sitting on the campus after I've spoken, after I've hung out with the faculty, you know, going and getting pizza late at night with some of the students. And one of the one of the trends that I've described here in this podcast and in other places that I see often are students who are encountering literature, they're encountering ideas, they're watching things on, they're watching docs, things on YouTube, and they're concluding that they are true. Uh, There's a very strong anti-American emphasis on the American university campus. We're embarrassed about American history. We are turned off. We are repulsed by the way American history is presented to us. The U.S. is uh, not a country that comes into existence in the thinking of most college university students and most professors. Um, as a noble experiment, as a as a dream, as a novus ordo secularum, a new order of the ages. But instead, uh, it's an oppressor nation. It's a it's a vile nation. It's a bloody nation. It's a it's a it's a nation that grinds ethnicities underfoot. 
And we certainly have had our embarrassing episodes. Uh, we certainly have had our tragic episodes. And I've, I've talked about those honestly. And I think that an honest look at American history causes us to realize that American history is beset by the same deformities of the human condition as other nations are. But there is a nobility and there is a big heartedness and there is a generosity and there is a grandeur to American history. Um, and it ought not be taught as just the succession of oppressive acts by uh, a crass and greedy people. That is not true. What it does then is it makes the average college student who's read, by the way, a few books has not really uh, delved in deeply um, become antagonistic towards their history, become negative. I, hey, I've read three books about the oppression of the Native Americans and, and therefore I hate America. I mean, this really is the perspective that I've actually had defended uh, by college students on campuses when I've sat with them and it didn't take me long to untie those knots and urge some different reading and to repair the damage done. But this this is what we're encouraging. What's my point? Be smart about your choice of universities. I'm talking both to students and to parents. Be smart. Find good schools where there's not some grinding radical agenda, where they uh, support the idea of the university as a place to look at truth from core values, uh, emphasize the liberal arts, which are not dead and are not dying, but more essential than ever. Uh, watch out for trendy radicalism. Watch out for pettiness. Uh, watch out for uh, the kinds of uh, loss of freedom and loss of intellectual uh, environment that uh, that is beginning to beset our universities. Now, I want to say that I went to a number of leading Christian universities, and it's amazing to me that in many cases they were more open than a lot of the campuses that I see now. Uh, we had non-Christians on campus. I remember uh, when I was at one Christian leading university where I got a degree, uh, they would bring uh, local mullahs in, they would bring in atheists, they would bring in people who were counter to our faith. We would have debates, we would have discussion, we would sit and eat dinner together afterwards. We learned learned how to contend with people who disagreed with us. We learned how to live in an environment uh, of intellectual challenge. We got better at what we, who we were and what we believed. We learned to be more polite. We learned to tolerate those uh, who were even antagonistic to our own ideas and be gracious in the disagreement. That is not what's going on on most university campuses. So if you're a parent, if you're a student, if you're a person who wants to make a difference, find the universities where good things are happening, where there's not a grinding radical agenda where there's not a radical a kind of a, a insipid trendiness and um, and go somewhere where there's a true university in the historic sense where the liberal arts are primary where history is studied without some kind of deforming agenda uh, and where we really are being prepared uh, to set people free Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times best-selling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and The Miracle of the Kurds. His new book is Ask the Question, Why We Must Demand Religious Clarity from Our Presidential Candidates, available on Amazon. Learn more about Stephen at stephenmansfield.tv. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is directed by Isaac Darnold, who also wrote, produced, and performed the podcast theme song. This is a Chartwell Literary Group production.